You can't act tough when you drive a smart car. It's like a thing that you can't do. You can't. You can't even act mad if you drive a smart car. That's the most embarrassing thing ever. Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host, Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all, it's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people. But Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at boxingbear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at thecookiebarnwaco.com. So they're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them, and you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips, everybody. It's so good to hear everybody. Well, actually, I don't hear your voice. It's really just me talking. So I spent the last week in Tampa, Florida at an insurance conference Kind of reminded me of that movie Cedar Rapids from back in the day. I know I was fired up to head to the insurance conference just based on the on the movie shenanigans. Um, so yeah, I rolled into town uh, there on Tuesday. Uh, pretty interesting deal. I've never been to Tampa, Florida before. I remember when I when I got um when I got in the rental car and I was driving to the hotel. Uh, and then I got to the hotel. I mean, you could see there was waterways where people had boats. Um, there's, there's a lot of boats there in Tampa, of course. And I remember thinking how fascinated I wasn't by the city. I even said it out loud. I was like, listen, I know that I haven't experienced the city. I literally just got here, but the ride to the, from the airport to the hotel, which was downtown Tampa, um, you know, and I saw the waterways. I just was like, yeah, it's all right. It was the first day though. I haven't, I literally hadn't done anything at that point. So the first, first night though, we went to, um, 
to this place. It was called Gen X. And so Gen X is um, a bunch of old memorabilia and games. It's an eating establishment, but it's all like 90s stuff. Really, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, that's what it was geared towards. Uh, anyways, it's a fine place. Well, we went there and we were watching the World Series. And um, the Braves versus Houston, if you're not up to speed with this. So we were watching the World Series, and there was a couple of three people in front of us, but one had a Atlanta uh, Falcons jersey on. And um, so I start speaking to the guy. He's from Atlanta. Uh, and h- however it worked, however the conversation flowed that way. Um, but we found out, you know, he was an Air Force guy, and he was there, and he was fired up. He had just got back. Uh, to the States, he had lived in Germany, in which he absolutely loved, he said. Uh, and so um, he's like, oh, I'm just here with my friends. I mean, you know, I'm short, shortening this thing. Uh, um, he's like, yeah, I'm here with my friends. And uh, it, it was uh, Freddie and Lena. That was their names. They were twins. That's why I popped it off so fast. And um, I said, where are they from? He's like, oh, they're from Alaska. And I was like, are they from Kenai? Now, I've been to Kenai, Alaska, Uh in my life, uh, for, uh, an extended period of time. So I was just trying to figure out where they were at. And he said, Hey, are you guys from Kena? And they had no idea. They're like, what? He's like, are you from Kena? And they didn't know what he was saying. Cause he wasn't saying it right. Uh, but I couldn't hear. He walked over towards them. So they eventually just stood up and they walked over and they're like, now what is he asking? I said, are you guys from Kenai? He's like, no, but we're from the village. He's like, it's just down the road. Like they got all fired up uh, because they were roughly from the area. Uh, anyway, so it was, it, it was exciting because then I started telling stories. It instantly like flooded my memories with my Alaska stories, uh, and and it was a great time. And I'll, and I'll look, I'll I'll share one now. This is how this started <laughs> because when you're when you're from that part of the okay, Alaska is the largest state. Right? Oh, man, that's embarrassing. I shouldn't even say that out loud. Alaska, I'm pretty sure, is the largest state uh, land size. But it's the least populated. So anytime anybody says anything about Alaska, you're always going to know somebody from, from the area. Like, And it's, you know, it's like people know people there. So I told him where I was at, uh, and he was familiar. And I remember when I was in Alaska, I did karaoke. Now, for those of you that don't know, um, am I a lavish singer? Oh man. If I look, if I look in the mirror and look at myself and sing, I think I'm boys to men. I'm like, Oh my gosh, listen to myself. Uh, all right. So I get up on stage thinking that I'm going to crush it. And, uh, I choose this song because for those of you that don't know, I have a rock sounding voice when I choose to pretend like I know how to do karaoke. And, uh, so I, so I throw out this, uh, this dead or alive song, right? And I start singing it, and I'm I'm like it. By the way, this is like 2008, nine, ten, maybe two, nine or ten, somewhere in there. So I'm like singing this song, and uh, the bar starts singing the song. We're at this lodge. We stayed at the Duck Lodge, and and the restaurant slash bar slash karaoke slash whatever you rented out the room for in that town, probably from. 30 miles around that's where it was at so i got i get up on stage and and anyway everybody's singing the song i mean i feel like i'm elton john it's like i'm just rocking the house well i guess technically john bon jovi so like and they're singing it and i'm done and it's like one of those drop the mic moments where i'm like oh this guy's good 
yeah, I'm good. And I'm pointing at the crowd. Everybody's high five, and like people are literally are cheering and clapping. And I thought that I just won the race. Like I was like, man, I guess I really nailed it today. That's what I thought. What I didn't realize until about mm, ten minutes later, and it hit me. I literally didn't do this on purpose. It took me about ten minutes for me to comprehend what just happened, and it hit me as I was sitting there, and I'm like. These people didn't cheer because <laughs> they didn't cheer because I was John Bon Jovi. They cheered because it literally was the Alaska theme song because that was the theme song, the deadliest catch. And it was like the most popular show on TV. So yeah, of course they went nuts and keen eye because a, a foreigner, you know, all the way from Oklahoma, a foreigner roamed into their land and sang their theme song with such passion. Yeah. I killed it that day. Didn't I? Ah, tell them, tell them, tell your friends. Uh, anyway, also when I was there, Mount Redoubt exploded. Uh, it's a volcano that was across the bay from where we were at. Mount Redoubt exploded, shot ash 50,000 feet in the air, and it peppered a city. It was like 60 or 70 miles away. Like the, the city right beside the volcano didn't even get hammered. It was 60 or 70 miles away, and there was ash all over the town. It was everywhere. So... Uh, that's a, that's a crazy thing. Um, and, and then the, the last remaining thought before I move on, I was in Tampa. I met a lot of awesome people. So, um, was, I remember leaving, uh, the refinery. I was there doing work and, and I left one day and there was a moose on the side of the road. Now, the one thing that I know about moose and they tell you when you get there and, uh, you know, any research, any TV show. So I, anyway, however, I, however I knew about the moose, I knew when I was there, uh, moose, are are aggressive they may not all be but on average they're aggressive and so i saw one off the side of the road but i wasn't the only one there's about 10 people that pulled over to be like oh look at this moose in its native habitat i think that's probably how people were saying it and so of course me also from oklahoma was like man i'm gonna get a picture of this moose uh and uh, I, I just remember looking at, at the moose um there was only one so it was not plural uh, it was just moose, not me. And so I, I, as I, I got a little closer, but there was somebody even closer than me. And, uh, and somebody's like, Hey, don't get too far. They're aggressive. And that's it. Like it didn't charge me or anything like that. There's no more to the story. But I remember thinking as I'm laying eyes on this moose, I remember thinking, man, that thing's not as big as I, as I thought they were. That's what I, that's what I thought. You know, I, I you see these, the, the mounts, the heads and lodges and things like that. I just remember thinking like, man, it's, that's not, they're not really not that big of animals. I don't guess. Um, you know, then you fast forward about a week in which I saw my first male moose. And that looked like, uh, <laughs> that, that thing looked like a camel. Like it looked like it was 15 feet tall and it was absolutely gigantic. Like it was a massive animal. So uh, now I don't know if you got it. If there's like a baby moose, I think, I think the, the mama moose is like the bear. If they, if they're protecting a cub or a, whatever they call it in moose world. Uh, I think that's where they're aggressive. Maybe the male is too. I'm just saying like this thing was a monster. I had a friend uh, not that long ago was trying to go on a Yellowstone trail. Um, just a couple of months ago, uh, him and his son, and they were just going to beat down this path. And there was a park ranger in the way. And he's like, Whoa, Whoa. He's like, where are you guys going? I'm like, Oh, we're going down this trail. He's like, no, no, no. there's a moose over there. <laughs> he, he shut him off from nature. 
because there was a moose down the trail. I guess there was a baby. It's maybe a mom. Look, man, I don't know how mooses work. I don't know the moose world. I don't want to specialize in it. Side note, love you guys from Alaska. Uh, it was really good to talk to you guys, uh, Freddie and Lena. Now, so that was like the first day. I'm in Tampa, remember. Never been there. I don't know who's there. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I, I wake up the next day. I, I go to this uh, little conference thing. And by the way, it was great. For anybody that was in the conference, so if you're listening and you're like, oh, he didn't share much. Well, I'm not going to talk about insurance on the podcast. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh, not this podcast, not an insurance podcast. So that was it. It was a great, was a great class. And, and uh, anyway, fast forward. I had a golf tournament the next day. And I was at the golf tournament. I heard a bunch of people talking about Ric Flair. I'm like, oh, I saw Ric Flair. You know, the wrestler. Right? So, I, so I'm like, that's awesome. But, I, you know, we're in Tampa. It's a nice area. There's boats, and it's the ocean. I figure there's something going on uh, besides just regular life. Uh, I, f I figure there's more than one wrestler running around there. Why else would Ric Flair live in Tampa unless that's where he grew up? But I haven't, like, looked. You know, I, I didn't look it up. So, anyway, uh, I'll get back to Ric Flair in a minute. So, uh, Thursday was this golf tournament. And uh, how, did that, how did that fare? I don't know, man. There's a bunch of people there. Uh, that I didn't know, and that's okay. The The whole part of this, uh, uh, actually, this insurance, I, I will say this for anybody. The whole part of this insurance thing, the, the, the whole philosophy behind the conference is not where you just hear people speak and then you, you're like, oh, that's good. It, it's actually <laughs> look, I would, I would assume some, most conferences are designed to help people, but, but some just have speakers. Uh, it's some, I've been to conferences where they brought in Bill Clinton to speak. I mean, he's not giving us any knowledge that you're going to take notes of, right? So, it's, so this particular one is actually designed to help, um, independent insurance, uh, people run their businesses and they give you tips and, and it's, um, and you're the people speaking are people that do just what you do and they're successful. And the reason they're successful is blah, blah, blah. So, so they're there to help you. Okay. Right. So, um, but when you first get to the golf tournament, I don't know anybody and yeah, I shake hands and I, and I meet people and that's good. Most people do that. It's, it's one of those kinds of things. So you have no idea who they're going to pair you up with. So the tournament's about to start, uh, which by the way, starts at eight 30. For those of you that, uh, don't know, I don't like to get up early and that meant I had to be 35 minutes away at 8.30, so I was not a fan of that. Anyway, so I, we take off to the first hole. Uh, you don't know who your partner is yet. You could have introduced yourself previous. I didn't. We get to the first hole, and we did these introductions. And I'm like, hey, I'm Lloyd. He's like, hey, I'm Casey. Hey, I'm TJ. Hi, I'm Jim. Hey, I'm Casey. Hey, I'm TJ. I think that's how it went. So we get on the first hole, and, and they tee off. Uh, the first one, I don't look, I don't, I'll just tell you how it goes. I don't know who hit and what order doesn't matter. I hit the ball. It went out of bounds. Right. Uh, the next guy tops it. It goes about 30 yards in front of the tee box. The next guy hits it about 50 yards in a sand bunker, which protected nothing. So it was just a random sand bunker. It's where the, and that's where the ball went. And then the, the fourth one also went out of bounds. It's a pretty good start to a golf tournament um, for guys we didn't know, and they didn't know us. So for all we knew, they thought exactly what I thought right after they all teed off, which was, 
this is going to be a long day. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And because, and because nobody was overly excited to introduce themselves before we got to the first hole, I just thought this is going to suck. This is going to be horrible. Uh, then we went and we played the rest of that hole and it wasn't great, but we ended up parring because we used that. Well, anyway, if, for those of you that aren't golfers, you don't want to hear all that. Turns out first hole was okay. Second hole was great. Third hole was great. Fourth. And it ended up being super fun. And I love those guys. And it was a lot of fun. And by the way, we got sixth place, but out there, I saw so many different species. I discovered a new species of bird out there. I don't know if anybody's seen it. And I, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it was, um, and it's on a TikTok video. But have you guys ever heard of the uh, the mongoose birds? Uh, yeah, the mongoose birds out there. Uh, they got red eyes and they're shaped like mongoose, but they're birds. Uh, I discovered that, and then there was an alligator. I saw two alligators. I think they were both tiny, but at heart. Um, they, they were like 14 footers the one day they'll be 14 footers. Just as long as I stay on that golf course where nobody makes boots out of them, but I snuck up on the thing and I, and I got really close and I was confused. I like, I don't know if you know, uh, armadillos, you can walk up on armadillos. If armadillos digging a hole in the ground, they're not looking at you at all. They have no idea who you are. They don't even know you're there. That, speaking of another golf course, one one day I hit a ball and it was like close to the woods area and as I got closer I saw an armadillo and I and I was getting closer and he's still digging and I get closer and he's still digging and I'm like you got to be kidding me. So I took my club and I tapped him on the back. <laughs> he jumped about 2 foot and peeled out. They like, he's like jumped up in the air and then just peeled out. Now I've heard they're blind, so I don't know where he thought he was running to as he peeled out, but he did get away from me. Uh, point is, I think they, I think they don't, I don't know. Are armadillos a delicacy? Are they? I really don't know if armadillos are a delicacy. I, I broke down off the side of the highway one time. Uh, I was on I-40. It's back when I was in college, and, and I broke down like eight miles away. And if I've told this story before, I don't remember. Um, but I, I was, uh, I was looking for a pay phone. This is, you know, this is previous to cell phones. There's no, there's no pay phones. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no cell phones back then. There, there was only pay phones. So I walked into town to try to call my buddy. And, um, <laughs> and the worst thing is, you know, back then you didn't have anything that kept numbers like cell phones. You just had to remember, or if you forgot, uh, you did the next best, best thing, which is, uh, call, call my buddy's girlfriend because she worked at pizza hut and I knew the pizza hut number. So at least I got that. I got that one done. So, uh, Hey operator, connect me to pizza hut place, please, please. please. Why can I not speak? Are you guys hearing this anyway? So I, I'm getting sidetracked as I'm walking to the pay phone. Um, a car pulls up beside me. Now it's probably. 1 a.m. Now, if right now you're like, Pizza Hut's not open that long. Yeah, I know, but they're cleaning the kitchen, and I knew that. And so I'm walking. Could have been midnight. So I'm walking, and the car stops. All four doors open. And at this moment, I'm debating, because there's just one of me, <laughs> and there's four of them. And they open all the doors, and one guy pops the trunk. And I think, 
is this really about to happen? <laughs> that's that's actually what went through my head. But I could, so I'm like, I you either run or just be cool. So I decided to be cool. So I'm just walking, and I glance because two guys are running up behind me, and I think, all right, here we go. <laughs> so now the stop sign was probably. 25 yards ahead of me in which there was an armadillo. That's a very important part to this story. So when they run past me, then I turned to, to glance at them because they weren't coming for me. And the guys, uh, the other two guys, one's just standing beside the open car door and the other standing by the trunk. And so those guys sprinted ahead of me, ran up to the stop sign. One guy ran and grabbed the armadillo by the tail ran it back to the trunk, threw it in the trunk. The other guy slammed the trunk. All four guys got in the car, slammed the doors, and drove off. <laughs> and and uh, my heart was racing for about like 30 seconds, and then it was the most amount of confusion I've ever witnessed in my life. Why at midnight in Hydro, Oklahoma, did these guys, all four of them, pop their doors at the same time? It was like a system. It was like a design system they had going. Uh, I guess one guy was there to corral it in case it tried to run from the other guy, and I guess maybe the other guy in case it darted back at us. I don't know. It was like a system of armadillo catching. Now, I don't know how I got this. I don't know how I got this far away sidetrack from Tampa. I don't know. I didn't see an armadillo at Tampa. I don't even know why I told you that story. I apologize. My mind races sometimes. Let me get back on Golf golf tournament was fine. By the way, I won the long drive, and I don't even know how. It was on the very first hole. This was like the fourth hole. I hit it. It wasn't even the. It wasn't that far. We're at an insurance conference. Do you know how many people play golf? There's no way it held up, but it did. It's fine, and I got a little trophy. First through third place got these really fancy plaques. Long drive. I got a four inch plaque with a golf ball bobblehead that says "Long Drive Champion." <laughs> that's all. I think that's what it says. Uh, anyway. That was it. Now, remember, the legend of Ric Flair is still floating around. So, it's like two nights later. I walk into the hotel in which in which there was the sighting of the ever-elusive Ric Flair. It's almost like the ever-elusive Matt Klimas card from a previous episode a long time ago. This is the ever-elusive Ric Flair. And uh, I'm walking into the building, and I hear somebody say, Oh, Rick's here. So I turned to the guy. He's right beside me. I'm like, you say Rick's here? <laughs> At this point, everybody knows who Rick is. You know, right? I was like, so you say Rick's here? He's like, yeah, Rick's here. I'm like, how do you know that? He's like, that's his car. I'm like, how do you <laughs> how do you know what he drives? He's like, I was with him all day yesterday. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And then he showed me like 30 pictures. So he really was. So I walk in the front door and I see it. You know, it's like one of those illuminating times. Like he's on the other side of the room with his back to me but it's Ric Flair. So if you just know what Ric Flair looks like at all, I walked in the front door. He's like 40 yards away across the lobby of the hotel. And I'm like, that's Ric Flair. <laughs> like that's Ric Flair right there. And I didn't, I didn't like go total fanboy, but I did get my phone out and I'm like, Oh, I'm, Oh, I'm getting a picture of Ric Flair. This is about to happen. So I walk up to Ric Flair and he's having this private conversation with this lady, but they're like low talking. So it's weird. I mean, if, if he was being animated at the bar or whatever, cause he was sitting at the bar at the back of the, in the lobby, I would have said something, but he wasn't. So I was like, all right, let me, um, 
I'm gonna get a picture on the side. I like it was kind of like a stalker guy. That's what that's how I felt like. So I had my camera out and I was gonna try to take a picture, just be like, that's Ric Flair. And I could have got a side view where, where you would have known it was him. I could have. But as I was like the back of the bar, you couldn't um the bar wasn't a 360. The bar was on the back wall. So you so you would have had to really look like a stalker to get a front on picture, is what I'm saying. Uh, I chose not to do that. He was talking to that lady, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to say anything. That's cool. I saw Ric Flair. I don't want to say. Uh, that's it. So I go upstairs. I'm like, hey, Ric Flair's downstairs, in which I sent a mob of people downstairs, and everybody took pictures with Ric Flair. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, cool. I, I mean, what a nice guy. Every person that talked to him, he takes pictures. But I was just wasn't trying to interrupt his thing. And to be honest, I thought because I thought he side eyed me for a second. This is why I decided, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need a picture. I thought he side eyed me, which was weird because I was like side eyed me again, Ric Flair. I'll DDT you. That's why I said. That's what I said to him. And and he was like, No, nah, I don't want to get DDT today. And I'm like, Yeah, say it to my face. You know, you know how like you do that 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 little lunge with your head at somebody else's face. You know how people do that where, where you're like say it to my face like that. Um, that's what I did to him. And, uh, he, he didn't want to get DDT and I get it right. I look like I'm somebody who maybe specialized in DDTs. And so that's it. That's fine. Uh, and then I'll just finish out the story here. I I think it was the next night. Oh, by the way, there's, there's a lot of great restaurants and I, with a lot of great people that same night that I, that I, uh, told Ric Flair, say to my face, Ric Flair, that same night I did that, you know, I met some cool people there. Uh, There were awesome people. Met these people from Boston. <laughs> Look, they said they were from Boston. They said they were from Boston. I'm not saying they're not from Boston. I'm just saying my Uber driver driving me to the airport the very last day. That guy's from Boston, and he fits every stereotypical Boston YouTube TV video movie that you've ever seen ever in your life. And uh, uh, and I'm going to tell you uh, who didn't. Mike and Aaron completely didn't. You, you're going to have to take uh, cues from the taxi driver that took me to well, Uber driver. Same thing. I think taxis are dead these days. Um, anyway, they were there. The, the whole thing was awesome. I met a lot of super cool people. I mean, a lot. I got a new friend, Greg, these days. Uh, look, I got lots of buddies. I, I just really just want to say all their names just to, just to do it. But so many, uh, so many awesome people. At this thing. Oh, yeah. Sidetrack. So, anyway, uh, speaking of this Greg guy, he's from Tennessee, and he was so excited that Tennessee beat Kentucky because Kentucky is ranked in college football. But, look, Greg, don't beat me up later, but neither one of the teams are good. But he uh, he sure was fired up about it. Well, so that night, um, I'm sitting in the lobby of this hotel. See how, see how nice of a guy I am? It's all the way in Tampa, Florida, and I'm not saying the name of the hotel because Ric Flair, I know this now, Ric Flair is actually dating a bartender at uh, this hotel. So just in case anybody sees it eh, or hears this, that's why I'm not saying it. You're welcome, Rick. You're lucky I don't DDT your face. Ah, DDT. Anyway, um, so these guys walk in, and you know how you can tell when people are famous? I I, talk, I met Dan, Dan Aykroyd like two weeks ago. And when you see famous people, you just know they're famous. Like, you know who they are. or you don't, Even if you don't know who they are, like, they just have a look. Uh, they just do. So these kids walk in, and uh, I'm staring at them. 
And uh, I'm like, I don't know who these kids are, but they're famous. Like, they're fa- the, uh, 100% they're famous. Um, and now, if my if they were minus the bodyguards and um, and minus the 19 elaborate diamond gold chains, watch and rings, I probably maybe wouldn't have batted an eye, but the gold chains... <laughs> diamonds rings and the bodyguard that gave it away so i'm like I, now i'm just telling you guys because i just didn't want to do that to rick flair but uh i i did i i secretly was recording these people because i'm like who are these people now and and to be honest depending on who you are and, and the age that you are you're gonna be like you're such an idiot you didn't know and it's fine because i don't really listen look guys i grew up listening to classical and heavy metal that's what i listened to um, I like, uh, all kinds of music now. Like now I, I, I love Coldplay and the revivalist and, uh, you know, like, you know, it's different, but I still like all the old music I used to like. I don't listen to lots of rap. When I was a kid, I'd listen to like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I don't, I, I didn't. So anyway, and because I play games at the, at the, I'm the announcer and I play the music, the kids give me stuff now. So like, I know what to play, uh, that sounds youthful. So it doesn't sound like an 80 skating rink. Right. And, uh, so for that buildup, I decided why am I recording these guys like a, like, like a weird stalker guy because the phone was right at them and I wasn't looking at them. I know they know what I'm doing. They're famous. They see it all the time. So I decided, what am I doing? So I just put the phone in my pocket and I walked over and I'm like, Hey, you guys are the fanciest two people in this place. And by the way, it was like 1am and nobody was in the lobby. I was literally probably eight people in the lobby. I'm like, Hey, you're the fanciest people in here. And I I don't know what you do, but I got to know because you do something. I just don't know what it is. And, uh, it was uh, it was Quavo and Topset, Offset. Oh, go, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> it's Quavo and Offset uh, from Migos. So if you don't know who Migos is, and that's not your style of music, um, look at the clean version. But for anybody that listens to this show that just listens to all the versions. Uh, and you know, who they are, we already know it's probably already, already on your phone. Uh, but I played like three or four of these songs at these, uh, at these football games, of course, the edited versions, but we play them all the time. And, uh, like I was so, these are the guys who invented the dab. You see all these kids doing the dab move. They do it on, um, not dad, D A D D A B Delta alpha Bravo dab, you know, like the cam Newton dab thing that you see all the kids do that. I honestly <laughs> I on I, no not not for I'm this is not targeted at Migos. It's just targeted at every little kid that I see do a dab. It it just enrages me deep in my heart. Just I I don't know. I don't like it. I think they're because they're implementing Cam Newton, and uh, I was never a Cam Newton fan. You want to know why? You know what? You guys want to know why I'm not a Cam Newton fan? Because two years in a row I had them on my fantasy football team, and they're the worst two years of Cam Newton's life. Cam Newton, do you think maybe you could have excelled when you were on my team? Unbelievable. Anyway. It was a fine trip. Actually, it was a it was, it was a really awesome trip. And there were a few good restaurants down there. Um, it was a great time. I scooter. I was scooter riding all over town. I was pro scooter riding. 
So we're doing pro scooter riding and we had not mastered how to get back to the hotel yet. Well, there's a trolley that runs through downtown Tampa. So you got the road traffic and then you have the trolley. It's not like high traffic, but when he's coming and there's road traffic in spots, you got nowhere to go. So we literally were passing in the one foot. If somebody in the road traffic had scooted all the way over to the median, there would have been no room to move at all. But I had about like a foot. So I had one foot up on the median and one foot on my scooter trying to scoot it past the vehicles so I could get to the intersection. And I'm sorry if that's not descriptive enough. I probably shouldn't have even told you that much. But one guy gets to the intersection on the side. Uh, I'm behind him, and there's a third guy. Well, the third guy, um, I hear a smash. Like, I, I I heard a big smash. And so and so when I, I didn't know what was going on, I was looking at the guy at the intersection, and I'm like, did he just hit something? And he was laughing. He was laughing uncontrollable. Because it was like a, a loud bang. And uh, I turn around, and the guy knocked the mirror off. He knocked the mirror off a guy's truck with the scooter and put it in pieces. And I'm like, man, what did the guy say? Like, what did he say? He's like, I don't know. I just picked it up real fast and said, you can glue it. And I threw it in his window and drove on because we had scooters, and that guy was stuck in traffic. Now, did I think that that was a high-quality move? No, I thought it was a move for idiots. But it was <laughs> I'm not laughing that he smashed the guy's window. I'm, I was laughing that he hit the truck. I actually feel bad for the guy that got his window smashed and made a way better story. Had that guy pulled over right then, but, uh, you know, he didn't, uh, Tampa was great. So I actually went another place that I, that I, uh, I didn't bring up, but I might as well get it in. Uh, I mean, this thing's running a little longer than it usually does, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty good trip. I also went to, to Ebor Village. It's spelled Y-B-O-R, I believe. It, maybe it's Y-B-E, I, whatever. I went to Ebor Village. It's not even, it's not called Village. I went to Ebor. It's a uh, part of Tampa. It's the, the Cuban town, Cuban strip. Uh, I, I think that's what it is. It's actually just a bunch of uh, bars, restaurants clubs cigar shops it's like a whole strip and so i i went with uh these people uh you know bob glenn and sue glenn sue and bob sue bob glenn whichever order you want to say it because i to be honest i don't remember who i met first seems like i met them all at one time maybe whatever man so they're like, hey you want to go eat i'm like sure let's go eat yeah we'll do it where are we going and so that's where they wanted to go. There was a Cuban restaurant they wanted wanted to eat at. And uh, so I was all for it. You know, new experiences, I say. So we hop on this trolley I, I just spoke about. We hop on the trolley and we take it to, to Ebor. And so we get out and uh, the restaurants are closed. Like they're not even open. So what did we do? We went and ate at an Irish pub. <laughs> that's That was the only restaurant that was open. There, that is where we ate. And so yeah, food was, was okay, but you know how people are They're like, Hey, what's good. Everything's good here. Now I think uh, it was good. You know, I probably wasn't as elaborate as this Cuban place we were going to go to, but it was fine. Well, have you ever felt out of place? I mean, I, I'm 42 and even though in my head, I feel like a kid, the reality is, is I'm, I'm not a kid and I, and I know that I'm not a kid when you look at other kids. 
uh, because we didn't go in bars and uh, clubs, and I did go in a cigar shop, but I but I didn't we didn't go there. But just to walk down the street, um, you know, we stuck out. I guess uh, people wearing sport coats. You know, Glenn's a youthful sixty. I don't know, Glenn. Two. Glenn's between sixty and sixty-eight, somewhere in there. This is my guess. Uh, so that, you know, we're just, we're just rolling and, uh, you know, this, so it was time to go. We were Ubering and we were standing there and this guy walked up and he goes to Glenn because Glenn wears, uh, he's wearing a sport coat. He's like, Hey man, I know you're the boss. You got money. And so Glenn's trying to tell this homeless guy, he's like, Oh, sorry. I don't have cash, which was not a lie. He didn't have cash. And uh, I know. Cause he told me later, but what's funny is as he's trying to tell him like, nah, man, I don't, uh, sorry. I don't have anything. I'm in the background saying, yeah, he is the boss and he does have it. Glenn, give him the money. And he's like, nah, man, you gotta, I don't have it. Talk to Bob. And so he's like, nah, you're, you're the boss. You're the boss. Cause he had a sport coat on. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was just pointing at both of those guys. I was like, look, man, it's either Glenn or Bob. They're both my boss. Both of them. You got to talk to these guys. That's what I would do. Uh, you know, that was it. That was, all, that was all that happened. It was not elaborate. I'm just saying that as I walk through Ebor Village, uh, it's not village. Why do I keep saying village? I must have saw a sign or something. Ebor, when you get to Ebor, it is, it's like, uh, it's awesome. It's, it's like a different world. That, that It's like it doesn't sleep over there. And, uh, you know, everybody was, uh, really nice people. I think, I don't know, because it's the Cuban part of Tampa, not far from Cuba. There's a bunch of cigar shops. And, and as we all know in the United States, uh, you can't get Cuban cigars. At least, is that still a thing? I don't know. Seem seemed like that was lifted. I don't know if it ever went through. I don't remember. All I'm saying is I'm pretty sure all those, uh, cigars were Cuban. That'd be, that'd be mine. That'd be my guess. I mean, it's not like it's not like I had tasted. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a Cuban. I wouldn't look. There's good cigars all over the place. I'm just saying, like, it's not like I would try one and be like, oh, that's it. That this is a Cuban. I didn't know. I'm just saying, like, where we we're at, Cuban Village. That eh, makes sense to me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and jump off here. I, I got to, I got so many fun activities going right now. Anyway. Uh, if I met you this week, love you. Thanks for listening. First timers, uh, we'll see you again. Love you.